Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, Hair and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majals Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. What's good, radio family? You are tuned in now to another ministering moment with Brother Don. And Pastor Gene Homer, we just pray that you've been holding up well, family, because we're still in some trying times. And, you know, I just wanted to 
reiterate, you know, don't let this whole thing get you in a spirit of fear because we have the victory, but you must use a sound mind and follow, you know, the instructions that they're giving us during this whole pandemic thing and, and above. So we just pray you've been holding up well. We just pray that the Spirit of the Lord has been ministering to you. And we just pray that you've been listening to TTV and all the awesome, awesome, awesome ministry that's been going forth from TTV. And if not, you know, hey, look, you can go on the website. There's several different places you can go that you can come back and, and um, kind of catch up and, you know, just, just let Lord minister to you, to the ministers there at TPV. Uh, we have quite a few new ones um, that I'm getting to know, but I, overall, Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi, they have an awesome spirit about them, and the people that are on the ministry team are awesome men and women of God. So get out there and, and give it a listen. Amen. Well, I want to kick it off. I'm going to go ahead and get my shout-outs out the way um, so we can get into this. And I think we've got some real good – well, I'm not going to say think. I know we got some real good stuff for you, family. I know that God is moving. He's moving in my life. I pray he's moving in your life. I know he's moving in uh, Pastor G's life because we, we speak offline quite a bit. And just the things that God is showing us, and bringing to the forefront, and the word that he has in the earth is just so awesome, and we're just glad to be able to be tapped into that vein that we can bring it to you. Amen. Well, first and foremost, I'd like to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because, family, he's the reason I'm here. He's the reason for everything in my life, and I continue to strive each and every day to be obedient and pleasing to him because he paid the ultimate price for us to come before you. He sacrificed everything that we can come here today and have a Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer. So I've got to give a shout-out to him. I want to give a shout-out to my amazing wife and the things that God is doing and building her up and just the ministry she brings to us and the family and all the awesome things that, that she has done and um, just a real awesome woman of God. I just I just thank God for her. And I want to give a shout-out to my children. Daddy loves you. I'm just thankful that God has given me an opportunity to be your father. I want to give a shout-out to my grandchildren. Yes, grandchildren. I just thank God for them. They are truly, truly a blessing in my life, and I want to give a shout-out to TTV Ministries and the ministry family, just allowing Brother Don to be here, just allowing God to allow me to support and help with the vision that he's given them, Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi, just awesome, awesome people of God, and I'm just thankful to be part of that family because, you know, they really, really, outside of all of the, the shows and everything that we do, we are family. We are family. We love each other. We talk offline. We laugh. We we uh, we we joke, you know. And 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 it's just a real good family atmosphere. And I love them for that. I can't forget Bishop Willie Horn and the Brew Crew, KBRG, and guys, Pastor Jones, Pastor Fulbright, uh, Evangelist Kirk. 
And the men of God, if you ever get a chance, go out on 360, 365 Live and type in KBRG and, and catch them guys some morning. You know, they're awesome men of God. They've been laboring in the Lord for a long time, have a lot to bring to the body. You know, they invited me in not too long ago and, and embraced me and, and really helped me get a hold of some things from a ministry standpoint, um, you know, that was just awesome. So just I got to give a shout-out to them guys. And I want to give a shout-out to you, family, because you're taking your time out each and every week at 4 o'clock coming in to support Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene. And we just thank God for you. We really do. We just love you. And we just pray that as we go forward in Christ and that you come along with us and that you're growing and producing the fruit in the spirit of your faith. We just really thank God for all that he's done in your life, family. And I just want to give a shout-out to you. Amen? Well, I don't know. I've heard from my sister. She's not only my sister in Christ. She is my big sister in the natural awesome anointed lady of God. Uh, she really keeps me in check, as always, ever since we were little kids. She always keeps me in check. I don't know, family. I guess that's a big sister, little brother thing. But uh, Pastor Gene Homer, are you out there? <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. It's so good to be here today. Uh, I'd just like to start out by giving a shout-out to all the fathers out there. Woo-hoo! tomorrow's Father's Day, and I just want to say we just thank God for you. We thank you for all your hard work. We thank you for the household leading the way, protecting and taking care of your families, especially in the midst of everything that's going on now. I just think you all deserve a mighty, mighty, mighty shout of praise and, and, and thank you, Jesus, for the men and the fathers. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. So that's who I shout out today. Amen. 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 That that is good because you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, I think Father's Day take a back seat to Mother's Day. I don't know. I, I just I, everybody get excited about Father's Day like they do Mother's Day. <laughs> You, you, get no you get no pity from me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We may not say it, but we do. We know we couldn't do the things that you all do. So we're great. We're grateful. Amen. I'll take that. I'll take that on behalf of all the fathers that may feel left out on Father's Day. I'll take that for you. Amen. Well, you know, since we've been... We've been talking a lot offline, and we've been we've been encountering a lot of things. But you know, as I was praying, getting ready for the show, I had um, and I just feel like the spirit of the Lord just kind of, you know, if you got anything about repentance before we move on that you may have think uh, we may have left on the table, because I don't really want to leave anything on the table as far as repentance. I know I kind of switch gears on you here in a minute, but I just think it's necessary before we get into this next lesson um, that we empty totally out on repentance. Um, is, is there anything else you have that you wanted to to share maybe a little bit about repentance? We're not going to 
spend a whole lot of time, but if there's anything that you still got in your spirit about repentance and you want to share it, you know, I would be more than more than happy, and the family would love to hear it also. No, brother, at this point, I think we've just really exhausted our wisdom regarding repentance, but I'm sure it'll flow into the other areas that uh, God is, has given us to take on because um, I believe if, if we're being led by the Spirit of God, you know, it, it all will work together and we'll understand God's full plan for us. Amen, amen, amen. You know, family, I'm really excited, you know, because um, I don't know if you can feel it from a spiritual standpoint, um, but there is a shifting that's taking place. And it's unlike anything that I've ever experienced since in my walk with Christ. There's a shifting and it's a divine shift, and it's not just a seasonal shift, because, you know, we get seasonal shifts here and there, but this is a whole divine shift. And it's, we've been, me and my sister, we've been, we've been talking about it, you know, quite extensively, trying to get a hold of it. And we know that we're entering a new time and a new era in ministry where, um, and even me and Pastor Chris had spoke earlier about this, where it's time out for things to be the same. The 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 you know it's time out for going back to the old lotty dotty method of way ministry was normally run and received and and and, and put forth. And you know it, it's really uh, how can I say it? Uh, my sister put it uh, best earlier that it's strategic and we have to come up with strategies now different than what we had before, you know, different than when we used to sing at the old rugged cross. We have to come up with strategies, new strategies, innovative strategies in the spirit and what God wants to do with the body in this day and age, you know, because we're, it's really unsettling to me, and I had several conversations earlier, that here we are in the 21st century, but we're still battling some of the same issues from 100, 200 years ago. You know, we're still battling with some of the same issues. And it's really up to the leaders in the church to stand up and combat some of these things. But they can't combat what they don't know or where they're at. And I'm going to tell you where I'm leading up to, family, is after we got done with the word of repentance, you know, and my sister had really put it right spot on, you know, we have pretty much exhausted everything God has given us in terms of what ministering repentance and what repentance is and where we should be and how we should treat repentance. And then God gave me this word, uh, as I was praying, and he says, compromise. I want you to teach on the dangers of compromise. And then he began to share with me, um, he began to share with me in my meditation time, and this was so profound, family, and I want you to grasp this because this is the tone 
in, in, in which we're headed. See, we've compromised so much to the point that we've allowed religion to split our spiritual wrist, and we're just watching it bleed out slowly. And that's a dangerous, dangerous place because, because, you know, we're sitting here, compromise allows us, it it, it eats us from the inside out. And and me and my sister, we had talked about about this too when we were getting ready for this. you're, You're rotten on the inside and you don't even know it. You're rotting away on the inside and have no clue of what's going on in your life. You, you, you can't figure out why you can't get the healing, the deliverance that you need. You can't figure out why you can't grow spiritually anymore. Well, you need to examine and look and see where the compromise that leads to complacency that's active in your life, and that's the danger that we're going to talk about in these lessons coming up. And we're going to touch on a whole lot of things, family. So I encourage you to take notes. I encourage you to follow along. I encourage you to go back because this is a now word. This is a word that's going to truly, truly help you and set you free in your walk. Now I want to read Webster's definition of compromise, and I'm going to let my sister read the definition of complacency. See, and the one that I, I'm not talking about compromise, family, like, well, you know, maybe you and your husband, you know, maybe you, you, you want a red wall and he wants a blue wall, but you settle on a green wall. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about compromise is, and this is the Webster's version, when you accept standards that are lower than is desirable. And what I'm saying from a spiritual standpoint, when we allow the world's standards to lower God's standards in your life, you have now entered compromise. And that's the thing that we're going to talk about. We're not raising the standards of God in the earth that we are required to. And that's the thing that this isn't a choice. This isn't a choice that we have when we're dealing with the standard of God. This is what we are required to do is uphold his standard. And compromise, once you start lowering that standard, once you start getting into a place where that standard is no more desirable to you or that standard doesn't have the same impact or weight in your life, once you get into that area, now you've entered into a place where you become complacent or complacency. And all of this is a byproduct of what religion caused. And the danger of compromise, and we're going to show you, You stop serving the living God and start serving your own gods that's in your complacency. And we're going to touch on that, but I want my sister to read the definition of complacency. If you got it, uh, you got it up there, sis? 
Uh, yes, I do, brother. Um, you know, the thing that uh, I want to I wanna share before I read the definition is that, you know, God Amen. has put scripture in the Bible that uh, really gives us the uh, consequences of and, 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 and the dangers of uh, being becoming complacent mm-hmm. uh, in the body of Christ. So the reason I believe that God has given us this is because during these days, um, it's very easy to uh, to compromise. It's very easy to become complacent, and right. we normally right. do that when we are when we're dull um, as far as the knowledge of what God is doing, or where God is, or the understanding of what God is saying. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know what to do, and if we don't have strong leadership or we don't have the relationship with the Lord where we know how to uh, go to him and to hear his voice, uh, then, you know, we give, we do like Peter. We go back to what we knew. We go back right. to what was familiar. And when we go back to what was familiar to us, especially mm. during these times, then God sees that as compromise. Mm-hmm. God sees that as us uh, choosing complacency over pressing our way to know him and follow him mm-hmm. in the midst of difficult and trying times. Amen? Because mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. word of God, God told us that these things would come upon us. He God did. told he us sure that did. these days like this would come. So this should not catch us uh, off guard mm-hmm. if we're walking, walking closely with God. Amen? So Amen. God being the God that he is, God being the loving Father that he is, understanding that, you know, uh, though we're, we're, we're uh, growing in being led by the Spirit of God, that we still uh, are housed by the flesh. So we're we're tempted to continuously go back as the children of Israel did. They were were constantly because of pressure, because of situations and circumstances in the wilderness. Even though they had seen the mighty hand of God manifest, um, and even the destruction of their enemies and their mighty deliverance uh, through the Red Sea, when when situations and circumstances happened because they were in a new place there was the tendency to go back to Egypt. Right. And so, uh, and you know, we're, we're there in the Bible, the story of the uh, Israelites, the story of, of, in, in the, in, of their exodus. It's there for us to learn and glean from. Amen. So Amen. This, and you know, and, 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 and we never foresaw this brother. I never foresaw if someone had, told me that we would uh, come into the year 2020 with a bang, with all of these things going on. I mean, mm. from where I stood in 2019, I wouldn't have believed it. Sure. I would not have right. believed that there would have been a, a, a virus that could have affected the entire world. Mm. I, I mean, my mind could not have conceived or comprehended that that was even possible last year. Right, 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 right. You know, and and even the other things that we're dealing with of late. I mean, I thought those things were behind us. I didn't know that those those things could surface again. So, 
Mm-hmm. You know, as the body of Christ, as the minister, fivefold ministry, as the people of God that that are supposed to walk into in the mature things of God. Now, it, you know, now is the time for us to know where we stand in the body of Christ. Now is the time for us to know if we stand in the kingdom of God, mm. or if we're doing like uh, like uh, like the people in the book of Habakkuk. Amen. Mm-hmm. Where they were you know, are we standing tall? Are we standing in the midst of the adversary, in the midst of the death, in the midst of the fear, you know, in the midst of the violence? Are we able to stand or are we caving? Mm-hmm. Is our dependency upon God or is our dependency upon the arm of the flesh? Mm-hmm. Amen. And, 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 and that's what God is saying here. If our dependency because of fear, our dependency because of religion, if we have that tendency to lean on the arm of the flesh, then, brother, the only thing we can walk away with is complacency. Right. I see that now. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we have to, we're not just choosing something to teach because we need to teach. We're, 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 we're sharing out of where God is speaking to us. Uh, that he's ministering to the body of Christ to prepare mm-hmm. his body for his coming, for his return, amen? But he's amen. not coming back for a bride that's, um, that's weak and fearful and running for her life. That's not the type of bride that God is that uh, God is coming back for, brother. He's coming, right. for, he's coming back for a victorious bride. Amen. So God, God in, in, in his love and his patience and his long suffering is giving us the opportunity to get prepared so that we'll be the wise virgin, not the foolish one. We'll be the, the wheat and not the tear. We'll be the sheep and not the goat. Amen. 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 And so Amen. God, and, and you know, God is the one that's, that's, that's drawing the ones that will humble themselves and walk in the reverential fear of God and walk in holiness and righteousness. He's drawing them, brother. He's drawing mm. them himself. And you know, and you and I both know that we've had conversations with ministers of late and, 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 and we hear them echoing from different states. I can't go back to, to church and do church right. the way it was done before. Right, right, I just right, cannot right, right. go back and do church the way it was done before. And, right, and, and, you right. know, and, and for that to be, and, and, and I mean, that's in our hearts. If we might, if mm-hmm. we might say that, we don't, do not want to go back to church and just go through the motions because we understand mm-hmm. that going through the motions was, didn't have enough power to deal with Corona. Mm. Wow. Mm. And and we understand that you know if we have you know we 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 must have discernment because God has given us the ability He's given us discernment so we the people of God are supposed to discern the sign and the times and what's really going on and where what the attack was really aimed at. Amen. Amen. And That's so good. once we understand. Saying that, and we and, and the Spirit of the Lord gives us that insight, then we should know how to uh, 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 position ourselves, brother. Amen. 
That's because true. if That's we so don't true. if we don't learn how to be sensitive to the spirit of the Lord with discernment during this time, then the only thing we can do is become complacent. And complacent, and now, finally, I'm reading the definition. The definition of complacency is to mentally agree with the things of God without discernment of his movement or his timing. Mm. So mm. we can stand here mentally and agree all day long, even with the work that we're sharing. Amen? Mm-hmm. But without Amen. any type of discernment, it, uh uh, in order to know what God is saying to do next, or what God mm-hmm. is speaking to us now, and when you when you agree in your mind in, with your mental capacity that this is the word of God or that is God, but you're not able to do anything about it because the word of God is supposed to be alive and active. Amen. Amen. It's to activate Amen. something. In, Amen. But if we can just sit and hear that word and do nothing about it, then we're in a state of complacency already. True. True. And and it's very, very dangerous because it says, it goes on to say, it causes us to get in a stupor because we're waiting for something to happen, waiting for something to change, but we're not being proactive. Mm. Wow. Mm. And listen, this is the scariest definition of all. It says complacency is a feeling of quiet pleasure or security, often while uh, being unaware of some potential danger, defeat. Mm. Or. yeah, it goes. Let me read that again. It's a feeling of quiet pleasure or security. In other words, you have a false sense of security. Amen. Often, right, while right. unaware of some potential danger, the de- uh, defect or the lot, some satisfaction, unsatisfaction mm-hmm. with an existing situation or condition or deficiency. And, you know, Mm. it's hard to believe that you could be satisfied in the midst of this. It's hard to believe that in the midst of everything that's going on from day to day, that we, the children of God, can find a place to be satisfied. Right. Wow. Amen. We can be satisfied just because we're getting a check, be satisfied because we don't have to go to work. Just finding anything that, you know, we can can become uh, content with. Amen. Mm. We've been out of church for what two two months, going on three months. We can even find a place of being satisfied, not going to church, not seeking Amen. God for what's saying about that, not seeking oh, God to see if He's pleased about. It. That's a form mm. of complacency, brother. I see that now. And, I do. I can see and, that. And you know, and, and you know, we might sit here and we might share and say, well, you know, it's it's it's, it's no big deal to uh. To compromise or become complacent, but you know what? In the Bible, if we take this information that we're sharing to the Bible and and pull out scriptures, then we'll find out that God God was in hot pursuit of the people in Laodicea in the Book of Revelation mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. had compromised. 
you know, right. and it, God gave them some strong words. You, because you know the part of the definition that said you you think you you're uh, you you have a, a sense of false security in the midst of danger. In the midst of danger, you think you're okay. And I mm. and I was and I would say you know let's look at the church of the first of the year. We thought we were doing fine. We thought we had plans. Wow. We thought we had the word of the Lord, 2020. God's going to give 2020 vision this year. And everything that you thought God, mm-hmm. every vision, God's going to cause it to manifest. And then, boom, Corona. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, and, and, you know, wow. I, see the, I see the parallels. Um, it, it's almost like a, a, a complacency will cause you to develop an arrogance. About this show. That was part of the definition. Yes. Uh, where you, you feel like you've got it, no one else has got it. Um, I want to go ahead and finish up. I want to read that scripture, if you don't mind, in, in Revelation, because I think that's a pivotal point, you know, because we're kind of just flowing today. Um, and, and this is what God had given me to, to kind of flow. But go ahead and finish this. I'm sorry. No, brother, I was just saying to you, that is part of the definition. Uh, it's being smug. It says that uh, self-satisfaction or smug satisfaction with an existing situation or condition or deficiency. Mm-hmm. So, so it is an arrogant attitude. Mm, 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 mm. Amen. I'm going to read that if you don't mind. And this is in Revelation chapter 3, and I'm going to start at verse 15, and this is the church of Laodicea that God was talking about. And this was one of the uh, scripture sis that really caught me, and I think I, me and you had talked about this earlier. It was in uh, Revelation 3 and 16, but I'm going to start at 15, and I'm reading out of the New King James. But I do, oh, I do want to make this note, everybody. I do have a passion translation coming for Father's Day. Yay! My kids are going to give me a passion translation for Father's Day. But today, I am reading out of the New King James. Amen? It says, and this is in chapter 3, starting at 15. I know your work, that you are neither hot nor cold. I'm sorry, cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out my mouth because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are a wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salves that you may see. Now, I don't know about you guys, family, sis, but those are strong words. To me, those are very strong. Those are very, very, very strong words. And if God sees this in how he feels about complacency, now, think about that for a minute, family. In verse 16, he said, I will vomit you out your mouth. Now, you think 
And I love the way my sister put it. Before this pandemic thing was going on, we thought we had it all together in a bag of chips. We thought we was rocking and rolling and cooking like hot fish grease. But God said, look, that worship that you were giving me, those things because you are complacent, I'm going to vomit that worship out of my mouth. I'm going to vomit that praise out of my mouth because it's not connected to anything from the heart. It's all connected from things where you've imagined and you have put that forth and put in place. And this is not the praise, this is not the worship that he requires us from us. So this is the dangers of being complacent. This is the dangers and the subtlety, the way you get to the complacency is you allow compromise to come in your life. You, because, see, we live in a world that's full of compromise. We live in a world that's just saturated with, with, with compromise. And you look around, and, and even before then, sis, you know, you look around, and the people that were calling themselves believers or Christians, they, you couldn't tell them apart from the rest of the world. There was no sanctification. See, and that's the thing with sanctification is you live by another or a different standard. It doesn't make you special. It doesn't make you better. It's just that you choose to live by God's standard and not the world's standard. But before all of this was coming along, you could not tell. You couldn't tell the difference between the church, the people of God, or the people that were in the world. And and that is the dangers of co- compromising, because now we look at like the world. Uh, um, we look more like the world. In, in our worship, in our praise, and in, in the way we approach the things of God. And if you look through the Old Testament, you'll hear me say this a couple times. The Canaanites, the Canaanites were troubled to Israel all through the Old Testament. But it got to the point where they would get with Israel, and Israel would compromise with the Canaanites. And it got to the point you couldn't tell the Israel Israelites from the Canaanites. They all were the same. But God told Israel to come out to raise a standard in the earth above everybody else. And the danger of compromise is it leads you into complacency. It leads you into like the church of Laodicea. And you think you're doing everything right, but really you're just poor, blind, and naked. Now, that's not me. That's the word saying that. That is the word saying that. And based on that, God says, you know what? I'm going to vomit you out my mouth. I'm going to vomit you out of your mouth. And, and I don't know, family, that, that, that just hits me with a different kind of weight. That, that just really hits me to the point where, you know, I've got to self-check. Now, I'm no different than you, family. I'm no different than Pastor Chris. I'm no different than Pastor Gene or anyone else. So I have to examine myself continually to see if there's any areas in my life that I've compromised, that I've allowed complacency to come in and take hold to where God feels this about my worship and my service unto him, to where he wants to vomit me out of his mouth. And I'm supposed to be part of the bride. I'm supposed to be part of the bride that Jesus is coming back for. But I've allowed complacency to overtake and run in my life to the point where he wants to vomit me out of his mouth. And that's just strong, sis. That is so, so strong. 
And I'm glad we're talking about this because just like all the lessons that we uh, God gives us to, to minister, you know, it, it, it is it is a self inventory. It is a self self reflection in a lot of this. And I can see how subtle it comes in through um, you know years of doctrine or upbringing or or you know things that we've allowed to to, to seep into our our life and and the way we live and they think we just think it's our makeup and who we are but really it's dangerous it's dangerous because you know we're supposed to as believers of Jesus Christ we're supposed to hold up the standard of the bloodstained banner in 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 uh in our lives uh, each and every morning that we get up See, because God doesn't condone compromise at all. He was not going to compromise his standards for me, for you, for no one else. Because his standards is an attribute, and I think we covered this uh, um, a few lessons ago. His standards is his his attribute, and he's not going to um, lower it for anybody. And I'm going to tell you how he feels about it. You got your Bibles out, you got your smartphone, computer, whatever you got the word of God on. Turn with me real quick to Psalms one nineteen, one and two, because I can hear my sister. She uh she's got a lot going here. But I wanna I wanna set this on the table before we go forward. Psalms one nineteen, one and two. Now this is how the Lord feels about those that do not compromise and keep his standards. It says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole. And, you know, and I see that, sis, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going I'm to let you get on this one. But I can see how compromise or complacency takes your service or your worship or your love where you can't give your whole heart. So I know you got a lot going on there, so uh, you can go ahead and, and get in. I, I, you got the floor. You know, I just want to go back and reiterate what complacency really is. It is to mentally agree with the things of God. Amen? We can sit and, and listen to preaching. We can listen to teaching and mentally agree with it, brother, but not act on it. Amen? And, wow. And that's wow. what caused us to uh, become complacent. And, and, and it goes on to say, and this is a scripture that God gave me early in the week. When he was giving you um, compromise and complacency, he gave me James 1. And he woke me up saying, it's time to be a doer of the word. Amen? And, and so I know the scripture, but when God gives you a word, you go and study that word out. And, and but before I before I uh, went to the Bible, he said, "Now you preached it, you taught it. Now it's time to do it." And so, mm. and that scripture is found in uh, James one, and I'm, I'm going to uh, begin. I believe in verse nineteen, if I may. It says, "You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak." Slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sorbetness and rank, rank growth of wickedness, 
and welcome with meekness the implanted implanted word that has the power to to save your souls. So God is saying, if you're just receiving the word of God and mentally agreeing with that, then it's not activating your faith. Amen. Uh-oh. Is wow. that it mentally? How many times have we said in church, brother? And our minds were who knows where. But if if the, if something was said and other people said amen and we, people come back and say amen, had no idea what they were saying, did come not on, receive now. a revelation of it, and it could have been the very word we needed that day <laughs> wow. to cause wow. us to overcome something or get victory, but because it was just a mental ascent, amen? And that's what God amen. was saying to Laodicea, you think, you say we're wealthy. You say we have need of nothing. Amen? Mm. And that's that mental ascent. That's what that deception of the mind tells us. When we're walking mm. in with a mental ascent without a revelation or being sensitive to the spirit of the Lord, I'm not, you know, our mental, our mental perception is, is full of lies, brother, sometimes when it mm-hmm. comes to the things of God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Because yeah. it could be a fact, but it doesn't mean it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the facts could say you got cancer, but if God says you're healed, then what's, which one is more powerful, the fact or the truth? Come on. Come on. Amen. It goes on in verse 22, to say, and it says, but be doers of the word and not merely listeners who deceive themselves. Mm. When we are just receiving the word of God from a mental ascent, brother, we just, we, if we put ourselves in the situation of being able to be deceived, just like the children in the church of Laodicea, because they thought they had it going on. Amen? Mm-hmm. They thought they were wealthy. They thought they had need of nothing. They thought they were blessed. They thought they were prosperous. But were they truly? God mm. said, no, you're pitiful and you're poor. Mm. Mm. Jesus. So we mm. can't serve God. We can't serve God with a mental ascent, brother. Amen. Amen. And it goes on to say, it says, for if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. Mm. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. Wow. So scripture exposes the dangers of complacency. Amen? Amen. It goes on to say, that they deceive themselves. Mm. They deceive themselves mm. to just mentally sit there and, and receive the word of God and agree with the word of God, but not allowing that word to enter into your heart and activate your faith. 
so that you can begin to do what the words you just heard um, uh, is saying. It's complacency, mm-hmm. brother. It's wickedness before the Lord. Mm. Wow, never looked at it like that, but that's that's right on point. That's spot on. That's I mean, spot it, on. It, goes, it goes on in Second Kings chapter nineteen twenty eight. And God says to the people of God, because of your raging against me and because of your arrogance and and your complacency have come up to my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back into captivity Mm. by the way that you came. Wow. That's what that's how God feels about brother. Yes. Jesus. That is that is strong. That is strong. And and you know, until you really start digging into it, because I think we get the mindset or the the the, the, the thought that, you know, everything is um, you know, regardless, God's gonna bless me, he's gonna pull me out, he's gonna do these things. But when you start digging into how God feels about this, it, it really should turn something around in you. It should really set you on a different path. I know now that that, that I'm hearing it, you know, because family, when we come, we're, we're we don't come with a, a lesson or a plan to minister to you. We allow God to minister to us as we minister to you, and He's really setting some things in my heart right now that I was like, wow, you know, because when my sister was. Um, Ministering, think I, I was just thinking how many times I've been in church, and my mind be somewhere else, and 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 I hear everybody, Amen, uh, Amen, Amen. You know, because I, 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 it's not that I'm really receiving what is is being said. I'm just doing it from a place of complacency. This is what we're supposed to do. And we 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 get there, and I'm guilty of that. I, I mean, I'm I'm chief offender when it comes to that, and and it was one of those things where we uh, we really got to set this in, you know, like 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 there you say it's tight, but it's right because God really wants to bring us up, family. He really wants us in a different position, in a different um, in, in in a different light. He wants to pull us out of this mess that. That's going on. So, you know, these these lessons, messages are really fundamental and instrumental in our walk. Well, family, we, we, we poured a lot on you. We we did. We poured a lot on you. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna step back for a minute. We're gonna let you soak that up. We're gonna let it stew a little bit, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turn the heat up just a little bit, let it simmer on in. Uh, while we take a quick break, but don't go nowhere, family. Stay right there, stay locked in, stay tuned in, because we're gonna come back and we're gonna we're gonna continue in on this compromise, the dangers of compromise that leads to complacency. That's where we have family. So stay locked in, stay right there. Don't move a muscle. Keep your uh, radio tuned right where you are, and we will be right back. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Salmon's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's 
Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on TPV Radio. Welcome back, family. Welcome back. We have been embarking on this new lesson, this new ministering moment, and let me tell you, it has been truly, truly, truly groundbreaking in the spirit. It really has. It's been really, really groundbreaking. But um, as always, you know, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from you, family. So if you're out there and you're listening and you've got some insight or you've got some questions that you're not quite uh, getting or understanding, please give us a call. The number is 515-605-9873. That's 515-605-9873. Just give us a call. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear some of your takes, your insights, and how you feel about compromise and complacency or what maybe God has been ministering to you or you're just not getting it, you don't understand, you want us to uh, break it down a little more, give us a call, 515-605-9873. We'll be sure to address each and every caller that comes on. Amen. Well, family, as you know, right before the break, we have been putting in the pot about Compromise that leads to complacency and the dangers of it. And we read some definitions, um, you know, on compromise and complacency. But we're going to go to the Word of God right now. So if you would turn to First Kings chapter 11, and I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 8. And then again, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And we're going to we're going to touch on the area of how sometimes you may think you're doing a good thing, but if it's against the standard of God, it's still wrong. It may sound good from the onset, but if it isn't what God agrees with, then it's sin. And that's where we are going to have to raise the standard family within the body of Christ, we can't be timid and stand back and not call sin, sin. It's not okay. If it's against what God says in his word, then it's completely 100% wrong. You know, the old saying is a half lie, I mean a half truth is still a whole lie. So, we're going to look at the life of King Solomon real quick here in First Kings chapter 11, 1 through 8. And we're going to kind of dig a little bit into where he opened the door for compromise, which led to a lot of his downfalls and problems. And starting at verse 1, it goes, But King Solomon loved many foreign women as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Amorites, Edomites, Siadamites and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. 
Surely they will turn away your hearts after their God. Solomon clung to these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, and was not the heart of his father David. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sodom, Siodians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Amorites. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord, as, his, as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Shemosh, the, the, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrifice to their God. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Now, you know, sis, as I was reading that, and it kind of put me in the in the thought process of, you know, and I'm, I'm just uh, taking verse 9 out of this. And so the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel who had appeared to him twice. Now, how often do we see people that start out anointed, they start out with a heart for God, but let compromise come in through basically being adulterous with the world that caused them to turn their heart away. Is is that a subtle process or is that just something that hits you like a ton of bricks? Because I know you have a lot more experience in ministry than what I do in terms of what we would call uh, a ministry in, in church. So, how 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 do leaders let that happen, Pastor Gene? How 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 do they let this come in and 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 turn their heart away from God? Well, because we have to continuously yield our heart to God. Uh, the uh, there there's a, a danger of. Uh, you know, in in the in the in the uh, New Testament, uh, when God sent correction to the church in uh, uh, what's the name of that place? I'm sorry, uh, the Galatians. Uh, he said, "Who bewitched you?" Because they started out in the spirit and they began to try right. to perfect them in the flesh. Amen. And and, Amen. and as I said, beginning, brother, you know we. Uh, even though we, we have the spirit of the Lord within us, amen, we're still in the fleshly body. So right, there's right, right. To, to always revert if we're, not, if we're not pursuing God, if we're not uh, being diligent to uh, seek the Lord and meditate on the things of God and study to show ourselves approved, amen. And a lot of times we get so busy and we get so preoccupied even with the work God has given us. And that's a dangerous, mm. amen, 
Um, Amen. You know, we have a tendency, I've heard ministers say, well, you know, I know how to do this. I've been doing it for 20 years. No, you don't know how to do it because the mercy of God are new this morning. Amen. We need mm-hmm. to hear from God every day because these are his sheep. This is his work. Amen. You are work, workmen, basically. And, and, right. and God right. has to you with his sheep. So mm. we must have to yield to the fruit of the Lord. The first attitude you have to have in the kingdom is to be poor in spirit. Amen. It doesn't say be poor in spirit when you start your church, but then after I bless you and after I bless the work, you don't have to be poor in spirit anymore. Uh-oh. Wow. That's, the, that's the first attitude of the uh, of when you enter into the kingdom of heaven, and you have to continuously walk in that. Poor in spirit. Mm. Jesus that as an example. He himself didn't do anything unless he saw the Father do it, uh, unless he heard the Father speak it. He yielded Amen. his will to, the, to, the, uh, to the, the spirit of the Father. Amen? Mm, so, yes, 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 yes. Who are we to think that we're so anointed that we don't have to go the same way that Jesus went? And wow. when we begin to do that, brother, then we're in the flesh. Amen? And the flesh Amen. can only go far in the things of God. It can only, it can only, uh, uh, God, what's the word I want to use? Uh, uh, you, you know, when you're pretending to be something that you're not, it can only operate in, you know, the flesh, the flesh cannot operate in spiritual things very long. Uh, you know, it's, right. it's a counterfeit. It's being counterfeit. Amen. And after mm-hmm. a while you run out of energy, you run out of mm-hmm. energy. Come to the end of yourself, and when you come to the end of yourself, most of the time you have to tap tap into some type of witchcraft to continue on. Amen. So, Amen. So, Amen. Um, that's a lot of times what you see. We burn. We're you know sometimes they call it bur- burning both ends of the candle because sure. we're taking yeah, up both yeah. ends to think that we know what to do. Amen. These are our Amen. people. So that's the first step, and I don't think people know they're doing it. You know, I think it's a subtle thing. I've never seen anyone that start out uh, uh, doing a work for the Lord in humility and the fear of the Lord and the love of God and, 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 and God leading them, and then they stray a little bit. It's not, it's a subtle thing. It's not something that mm-hmm. they plan. And to me, it's always been important to have wise counsel around me. What do I mean there by is. wise counsel? It's people who can speak into my life. People who are mature in the things of God, more mature than I am, that can say, you mm-hmm. know, Gene, I submission it here, Gene. That was a little this, that, or the other. And, you know, if I were you, I would go back and pray about that. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. So yes, there's, yes. There's wisdom. The Bible tells us that there is wisdom in the multitude of counsel. So if we step into that arena of, of fulfilling the call of God upon our lives, uh, and we we do not embrace counsel, put people around us that that can hear the voice of God, that will seek the face of God, that you know will not be intimidated by us because we're so wonderful and great. And but they will they will uh, come to us and and tell us you know what the what thus saith the Lord, or come to us humbly, or however the Spirit of the Lord gives it to them to come to us and and and, and bring correction. We mm-hmm. should always hold that in our lives, amen, to balance mm-hmm. us off. Otherwise, 
because we don't know everything. And, you know, this is a journey for most of us. Amen? And God is, things are continuously changing. You know, it's like God said to me, I'm doing a new thing and you don't know how to do it because it's never been done before. Mm, 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 and I was and I was meditating on this, and and it, it's it's kind of humorous, but it's true. When I was reading Kings, First Kings, uh, chapter eleven, verse two, and it says from the and uh, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up a little bit here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna read verse two. It says from the nations of whom the Lord, I'm talking about Solomon and his wives. That said, the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods, and Solomon clung to these in love. And, you know, and I, I was thinking about that, how um, it, it was God told Solomon, God told Israel, look, don't intermarry with these people. Don't intermarry with the world. Don't get caught up with this. And it was the word of God that said to this, because even in, in, in uh, what we read in First Kings 11, 1 through 9, it says God appeared to Solomon twice. But how often do we get to the attitude, you know, and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I love, I love fried foods. I used to eat fried foods all the time, fried chicken, fried fish. If it was swimming in grease, I was going to eat it. But if I go to the doctor and he says, Donald, You've got to stop eating these fried foods or they're going to kill you. You're going to get cholesterol problems. You're going to get hardened arteries. And the first thing I do is I come home. I say, you know what? No more fried food. That's what the word of the doctor says. But I see so often that we've got the true and living word that people will compromise with it because of where they think they are, sis. And that's really, really detrimental. Just because you think you, you, like you said, you put it there, you start out anointing, so now I'm a pastor. I've been promoted to bishop or apostle. You know, these same words that I held on to in my young walk, you know, well, I, there's a gray area there. There's a thin line there. And I'm not picking on nobody. I'm just using this merely as an analogy that we can't get so big-headed that where we at, the word is always the word. I don't care where you at in your walk. The same scriptures my sister has to be obedient to is the same scriptures that somebody that just received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior has to be obedient to. Anything outside of that obedience, you're going to find yourself in a place of compromise. And then once you allow that compromise to set in, now you become complacent. That complacent is, is the, what we're going to share with you and what we're going to bring through the, this teaching. That complacency is the mindset of compromise that's in your life. And, 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 you know, me and my sister were talking earlier offline, and it almost causes you to put yourself into bondage. I don't know if you have that scripture, uh, sister, that we were talking about earlier, um, about how we allow ourselves to be put in bondage through being complacent or having a complacent heart. I don't know if you got that one handy. 
But, I don't think you know, I'm, we, looking, oh. I'm sorry, go ahead. Looking, but uh, I don't know. I'm looking for it. I don't have it right here handy. Okay, but I okay could, that's fine. That's fine. I, it was just, just it was just something that was in my spirit. Um, but if you get it, you know, go ahead. But what I'm trying to get to the point, family, is Solomon had clear instructions from the Lord. He didn't read it in First Kings. He didn't read it in 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 the King James or the New New King James or the NIV or ESV. He didn't read it. God appeared to Solomon twice, so he knew the word. He had the word. But he allowed compromise. He allowed his flesh to take over what the word and the standard of God had raised up, that he could walk accordingly in that word. He compromised. And if you do a study on Solomon, you'll find that in the Solomon's life, that caused him to go crazy. He lost his mind, literally. He lost his mind through compromise and complacency because think about it. The Lord told Solomon that there would never be another king like him in terms of wisdom and riches. There would never be another one like him. But through his compromise, starting out anointed, starting out where God wanted him to do, through his compromise, he ended up losing his mind. He ended up like we said earlier in the program, rotten from the inside out. And that's what compromise and complacency does, is it rots you. It, 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 it keeps you, and you think you're fine. We've seen that in the church of Laodicea in the book of Revelations where they said, hey, look, we don't need anything. We're rich. We're self-sufficient. We're blessed. We've got a good congregation. We've got money in the bank. You know, everybody's driving a nice car. Everybody's living in a nice home. We have need of nothing. But God said, look, really, you're naked, blind, and poor. Why? Because you've allowed compromise to come in. You've allowed complacency to set in. And now you are lukewarm. You're double-minded. See, and that's the other thing that we're going to touch on as we go in. Complacency causes you to be double-minded. And the Word of God says a double-minded man shall not receive anything from the Lord. Did you find it yet, sis? No. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I did. That's fine. That's fine. And, and, you know, we can learn a lot from this scripture in First Kings 11 about the dangers of allowing compromise to come in. And it's just about being obedient to the word of God, family. It's about, and, and sometimes I think, sis, especially in today's time, we're so conscious of what the world thinks about us to the point we allow compromise to come in. Because I don't want to be labeled one of the labels that the world said is bad. I don't want to be labeled um or 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 um thought of as being a bad person. But you know, just like uh, me and Pastor Ed were talking about earlier, you know, when Jeremiah had an issue with wondering what people were gonna think about the word the Lord gave him, he said, Hey, look, they're not rejecting you. 
They're rejecting me. So when you hold the standard of God in your life, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. They've got to take that up with the Lord, not you. You're just upholding the standard in which you were told to live by through the word of God. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And some things that I learned today as we're reading that, and my sister read the scripture that, you know, being complacent actually closes your heart in receiving. And you never want to get to that point where you're not receiving things from the Lord. You never want to get to that point where you feel like you're not gaining and growing because of complacency in this in your life. Amen. You know, sis, we, we've been we've been hitting it hard today. Um, but you know, this is a hard word. This isn't this isn't a cushy cushy word. We, you know, my toes already got stepped on. We're gonna step on some toes, but that's what this is for. That's what it's for. We we have certain words where we minister and it's blessings and oh everything is great. And, you know, we're going to run through the lilies and we're going to skip and sing. But then there are those messages, those lessons that are corrective. And they come at you and they come at you. Um, they come at you hard, but but they're necessary. They are so necessary. And the thing, though, that I'm, I'm looking at this through Solomon's life is uh, – um, how compromise leads you away from the Lord. And that's that's sad. That that's really hurtful. That to me that is really, really hurtful. But before I give you the floor, sis, we have one caller that's on the line. So um thank you, caller, for calling in and if you would uh like to share something uh with us, you now have the floor. Good afternoon. Uh Brother Donnie and Pastor Gene Homer, this is Lorraine in South Carolina. I just wanted to say that the subject matter is awesome on today. Uh, Too many times we have compromise, and too many times we become complacent, and one really enhances the other. Once we start to compromise, we're going to become complacent. We're going to start moving in God. Progression, Progression is only in God. So when we're not progressing for God, we're at a standstill and being used of the enemy. And I thank God for the Amen. subject matter on today. And I pray, God, that you will continue to be led by the Spirit. That's another thing that happens to us when we uh, quit following after God. We quit asking God, like uh, Pastor Gene said earlier, we can quit asking for instructions, and we just feel like I already know I've been doing this for a long time. So God bless right. you, and thank you for the opportunity to speak. Amen. God bless you, Minister Lorraine. We love you. I caught your show earlier. Great, great, great show. Really enjoyed it. And just really looking forward to what God's doing in your life and, and the ministry that you're bringing forth. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Um, you got anything, sis, you want to share? Because I want to touch on how, how you, you made a good point about how subtle compromise comes in. But you got any points you want to make here real quick? Oh, my God, do I have points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, guess that was, I guess that was, 
I guess that was the wrong uh, introduction there. <laughs> you know, when we look at the fact that <clears throat> we have a, a, a adversary, I mean, I want us to look look at some of the, the, the weapons that he uses. You know, even even when Jesus, our Savior, our high priest, were, uh, had been in the wilderness for 40 days, do you realize that that's exactly what the enemy of his soul tried to come and do, is to get him to compromise mm. the word of God? Yes, 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 yes. And, amen. So if it was, if, if he tried it then, amen, as far as, because the devil can become deceived by his own ways also, amen. He's still trying to use that today. And the only way it'll be effective is if we allow it. If we allow ourselves to compromise the word of God, then the enemy can use that, uh, the same thing on us, amen. It's part of the definition of complacency. It's because you are trying to figure it all out in your mind. So you become self-deceived. We see Solomon, the wisest man that God ever, ever, ever created. He was the wisest man that God created. Man, but this is also the man that wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And what he said in the book of Ecclesiastes when he was all messed up is everything Mm -hmm. is vanity. Everything is vanity. It's futile. It's meaningless. It's a whiff of of smoke, of vapor. Mm -hmm. It's just life Mm -hmm. is just like chasing the wind. This is the Mm -hmm. wisest man using his wisdom on on things that are the opposite of of, of God because he had compromised with sin. He had married these women that turned his heart away from God, knowing very well that it was sin. Again, he was the wisest man that God ever created. Amen. He was a man wow. that could hear the voice of God. He was a man that God continuously filled with wisdom, with inventions, with the know-how to. Solomon invented so many things that, that are still today, we're, you know, we're thriving off of. He could just think it. And God was showing mm. how to. That's how wise he was. Amen. But here we find this that because he disobeyed the word of God, it put him in a place of compromise and complacency to the point that nothing was exciting in his life anymore. Life was just wow. vanity of vanities. Amen. It goes on Amen. in verse 3. Look at his attitude here. It says, What advantage does man have from his work? which he does under the sun. While mm. one generation goes and another generation comes, but the earth remains forever. Also mm. the sun rises and the sun sets and hurries to the place where it rises again. The wind blows towards the south, then circles towards the north. The wind circles and swirls endlessly, and on its circular course, the wind returns. This is a wild mm. man talking like a drunk man. Right, right, right. He right. Amen. 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 I mean, it, it, it goes 
Ecclesiastes. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you've ever read, if you all have ever read the book of Ecclesiastes, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like Solomon. I, when I first read it, I thought he must have gotten as drunk as he could get, and then sat out and wrote <laughs> Ecclesiastes to see just how in his mind how stupid he could sound being drunk, and then and then examined himself. That must, I, I, mean, yeah. I just could not understand that. Amen. Um, Amen. It's, in, in verse 8, he goes on to say, All things are wearisome, and all words are frail. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear filled with hearing. That which has been is that which will be again. And that mm. which has been done is that which will be done again. So there is nothing new under the sun. Hmm. Amen. This is Solomon, you all. The wisdom of yeah. God he has. This is, this is where complacency takes us. It takes us to a place where we're trying to operate in spiritual things, but we sound one interpretation, say, like a fool. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 So Amen. we don't mind how it's dangerous. Amen. So God has yes. put it in scripture for us to see how it, it it's attacking our spiritual uh our spiritual being. Amen. It's attacking Amen. that with Amen. It's causing us mm-hmm. to think uh think with our natural mind and not operate by faith that God says we need in order to please him. Amen. That's good. So flexibility has nothing to do with faith. Yeah, Amen. That's good. It's a Amen. Ascent. Just get a hold of that. It's a mental ascent. It's a mental ascent. It's a mental ascent. Mm. And it and it gives mm. you that false sense of security where you think you're okay right in the midst of danger. You Ooh. think you're okay. Let's look at our situation today. Let's look at what the church is fighting today. You know, the one I learned this week is that where, and, and you, you you know, the audience research it, and if it's wrong, please let me know. But I heard them, I heard on the news report that where the COVID began in China, that city has the mm-hmm. largest underground church. I did hear that. And Wuhan, Wuhan, so, or whatever. Yeah, I did so hear that. if that is true, then what are we looking at, people of God? Why would it start there? Mm. And mm. what has it done here? And what has it done worldwide? Has it not shut mm. down the church? Amen. Now, say it shut down business or it shut down schools. But I am a child of God, a minister of God, and so I have to see it from God's perspective. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I can see that the enemy has shut down the house of God. Mm. That Mm. shouldn't be okay with us. That's right. When we look at it from that perspective, brothers, it shouldn't be okay. It shouldn't. Right. Should be, what do I mean? There should be a place where we, the people of God, are seeking the face of God to say, God, what is this? God, mm-hmm. how can this be? God, what are you saying to us as your church? God, how do mm-hmm. we attack this? Because if we do not become aggressive and attack it, then we will become complacent and accept it. And Come if on. we accept this one, what else will we accept? 
Come on. Come on. That's it. Amen. Amen. And you know, I wanted to bring out, you, you said something that was key early on, and I wanted to bring out um, one of the tricks of the enemy to get us to compromise. And, and, and Minister Lorraine had brought it on too also. Subtlety. Subtlety. And the way subtlety comes in is what we call desensitizing. If you see it enough, it won't hold any value to you anymore. It doesn't have a it 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 it, it breaks a standard. And what I'm where I'm going with this is, you know, if you think and I'm probably I don't know where I'm at in terms of you family and age wise, but I know as a young child coming up, things on television was a lot different than they are right now. But it came to them desensitizing us slowly over years after years. They get a little more, a little more, uh, uh, what's the word? Help me over again. What's the word I want to use? Provocative. You know, each year it was, it was a new provocative thing to the point now where television, even primetime television in the middle of the day, is way more provocative than it would have been 30 years ago. But that's come by desensitizing. Now we've lowered the standards, and this is what we expect when we turn on the TV. This is the things that we 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 lean to because we've been desensitized, and that's the enemy. He's, if he can expose you enough to where you don't no longer hold, um, it doesn't have the same weight or value against the standard that you're living by. You allow it. You allow it. So what has happened? Now we've seen an age of things like pornography. We've seen an age of sexual immorality run rapid in the world, in the body of Christ, all over. Yeah, I've said it. These are the things that need to be said. We have to call sin, sin. And that's where it comes by being desensitized to these things over the years. That's the biggest trick of the enemy. If he can continue to allow it to get in your spirit through your listening, through seeing, and you'll slowly, slowly be, you know, well, I don't want to seem like the odd one out, so I'm going to watch it. And somebody say, did you see last night's program? You know, and it's full of sexual immorality. It's full of uh, provocative things. And and you go, well, I don't want to be the odd one out. Yeah, I've seen it or whatnot. And then now look, you're looking for the next thing. You're looking for the next thing. And that compromise, just that compromise to say, you know what, this, I have to watch what I, I see. I have to watch what I allow myself to hear. I have to watch these things because I have to protect the standard of God that I'm living by in my life, that I'm not defiled by that or desensitized by that, that will cause me to compromise in any way, shape, or form. It has to get to that point, people. You have to lay down your foot. You have to draw a line in the sand to say, this is where it stops. Anything other than that, I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to allow it, and I'm not going to compromise with it. We have to get that back to drawing a line in the sand. Believers, body of Christ, I'm speaking to you. 
We have to get to that point because God's not going to lower his standard. He hasn't since he said, let there be light. He hasn't lowered his standard one bit. And I don't care if it's uh, June 20th, 2020. He's not going to lower his standard, plain and simple. He expects us to draw a line in the stand and uphold that in our lives. How else can we be that light? How else can we be that lamp on the hill? If we look like the rest of the world, how else can we be that light? Where is the sanctification? Where is the setting apart? You can't do it if you're looking to compromise or there's complacency in your life. And that's why it's important. You know, they may call you names or they may say things, um, you know, you square or whatever. But you know what? It's all about serving the true and living God. It's all about upholding the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Savior, and our lives. Because if you don't, and we just read what uh, in First Kings, your heart would be turned away from the Lord. It would destroy your walk with God. It would destroy your walk with God. And, you know, even when sometimes it seems hard, even when you don't fully understand it, you know, the word of God said obedience is better than sacrifice. So it's about being obedient to the word that you read. It's about, and I love the way my sister brought it out, you have to let that word get in your heart to transform you. It's not going to transform you from a head knowledge place. That word has to get in your heart to start transforming you. And the way it gets in your heart is by upholding the standard of God that's in the word of God. By holding it up. Amen? I got another scripture. Uh, um, sis, you got anything you want to add? No, I'm good, Doug. You sure? Yes, amen. I am. Uh-huh. Amen, amen, amen. Um, if you will, turn to me to Deuteronomy chapter 20. And this is what I was talking about. Um, earlier a little bit I touched on it I said we will revisit it I'm going to be in the 20th chapter And the 16th and 17th verse Deuteronomy 20th chapter 16th and 17th verse And it reads And I'm reading out of New King James uh, By the way But of the cities of these peoples Which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance Ye shall let nothing that breathes remain alive, but you shall utterly destroy them. The Hittite, the Amorites, the Canaanite, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and just as the Lord your God commanded you. Let me go back to 15. Uh, I think it was 15. Yeah, let me go back to 15. Thus, you shall do to all the cities which are very far from you, which are not the cities of these nations. And the tone I want to say is that's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. We have to get to the point where we have to go to war with this thing called compromise. 
We have to go to war with this thing called complacency because if we don't and take a, 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 a soft approach, it will look to encompass our lives, and we've seen what it did to Solomon. We've seen that it almost made um, made him lose his mind. Well, it did make him lose his mind, you know, because we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not saying we're absent of sin, but I'm saying that we have to get a level or a standard that we must uphold always. You know, sis, because as I'm learning this and I'm going through this lesson, a lot of what you were saying earlier really is hitting home of how, um, you know, we serve the Lord or, or, or we, we fabricate these things from our vain imaginations. And and that's the danger of it. And I think that's what we've seen with Solomon as well. But what what's, what's the antidote? What's the fix? What's the fix for the body um, to keep this subtle thing from compromise getting in our in our in our spirit, sis? You know, for to me, brother, the first thing is getting the word, seeing, getting in the word, and looking looking at how God sees it, because it's His standard of righteousness that matters. And if we don't understand and comprehend God's standard of righteousness, then we mm-hmm. as humans formulate what is right in our own mind and our own uh, understanding. Wow. And because I think mm-hmm. it's right, it's right. But when you get in that word, amen, and you uh-huh. study that word and you begin to see how God sees it, if that does not convict your heart, then you know what you do? You ask for the uh the reverential fear of God, because mm. there's no reverence for God. There's no reverence for who he is to you and what he's done for you, what he's provided for you. Amen. There's something mm-hmm. wrong in the relationship, and, and, and some something needs to be dealt with. Amen. Uh, Amen. And at that point, you repent. You repent because you, you realize that you have been in a state of complacency. You realize, you repent because you realize that you've served God with a mental assent. Amen? Mm. And, wow. and you've not served him by faith. And that's, that's what that's when we say said the sinner's prayer. It was all about believing. It was all about letting go of the things of this life and embracing and becoming loyal to his way of doing things. We made a commitment to him to learn his ways. We made a commitment right. to him that he would obey his laws, amen? And right, when you're in the right. complacency, you're in sin. You're not doing that, amen? Because the definition of, 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 of or the fruit of complacency, um, it says here, is that we are uh, deceived. Mm. We're in a sober, Amen. We're, we're we're not pro- proactive. We're not. Our faith is not being activated. But because we're in a mental state, uh, we are waiting for something to happen. Mm. And the scary part about complacency is that while you're waiting, you don't even understand that there's impeding danger. Hmm. You don't even understand. Yeah. You're not in a safe place. You're deceived. You're not. You think mm. you're in a safe place, but you're not. Amen. 
And, uh, you know, I just want to read one one more scripture here, and that's in Proverbs 1 and 29. Because we must see the things that God is speaking to us about. We must begin to uh, pray for a spirit of discernment, brother, so we can understand what God is saying. Amen? Amen. It says, uh, in Proverbs 1 verse 29, it says, since they hated knowledge. So when we're in that place of complacency to God, it says we hate knowledge because we're not pursuing him for understanding. We're just accepting whatever we hear, and we're saying, Mm. amen, that's God. It says, but since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice, and spurned my rebuke. So you get past that point of being convicted, brother, when you stay in that place of complacency too long. Amen? And without conviction, you can't. It says, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For Mm. the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Mm. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and will be at ease without fear of harm. Now, those are some pretty strong words. You know, God is is, is reckoning up people who are complacent as fools. Yes, yes. And puts them right there with the wayward. And you know what God says? They hate knowledge, and they did not choose the fear of the Lord, and they would not accept Mm. his advice, and they spurned his rebuke. So they become so hard-hearted that they won't even receive correction, brother. But they think they're in a good place. They think they're okay. Mm. That's That's a dangerous state to be in. You know that? Yes, it is. And yes, so we see is. it from God. We see it from from God's way of seeing and doing things. And we come to him as his children and say, God, I've sinned. I've been in a place of religious complacency. I've served a man. I've served religion. I've served a denomination. Mm, I've been complacent. I'm sorry. Wow. I've been I had an agreement with I've lived my life Serving you the majority Of the time out of a mental ascent If they said go I went If they said come If they said Say amen I said amen Wow Brother we when when we see the truth, when we become enlightened by the truth, what else can we do but repent, brother? That's right. That's absolutely right. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. And, and I mean, there have been places where I, I saw the truth. I didn't know if it applied to me, but I humbled myself and said, God, is it in me? Mm-hmm. Am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Have I done that? Father, you show me. Because, you know, some sin blinds us. It deceives us. Makes us think we're okay. Right. 
We become mm-hmm. deluded, you know, and we think it's right is wrong and wrong is right. That's almost like a perversion. Yeah, that's almost like a perversion what you're talking Amen. about. And, and when yeah. you said that, that that just really that just really ministered to me that, you know, for all this time we've been serving a denomination. We've been serving other men and women, you know, other than the living God. And yeah. that is that's guess- deep. That and we don't want to hear, you know, we don't, we don't want to, the church doesn't want to hear words like apostasy anymore. You know, they don't no. really want to hear uh, anything like that. They just want the smooth sayings. But, you know, the Bible talks about when you, when you say peace, peace, but there is no peace. Mm. You know, we're searching for some peace right now. Oh, my yeah. God. Amen. That's, that's, that's. <laughs> You're right. We are. We, we're definitely searching for some peace, and and you know it's it's um, mm, wow, wow. You you hit on some good stuff here, and, and this is another lesson that's full. You know, like you know, I think the last six months we've really only had about three different topics that we're talking about, but this word is so rich and full of life to where, you know, it's not something that you can't just run through. And I think this is going to be another message that we're going to spend some time here. We, you know, God wants to walk through this one slowly because this is an area that I know that grieves him. And we can see from the word of God, how he gets grieved with, with his, um, with people that are complacent with, with his children that are complacent. And I think that, that we're, we're gonna we're gonna be here a while. Well, and, and I'm just excited. I really am. I'm excited. Well, family, we are just about out of time. I just can't believe. I mean, we could probably go on for another two hours, um, just flowing in this word of complacency and compromise and 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 ministering uh, what the Lord is saying. But unfortunately, we. We're running out of time here, so I've always got to bring Pastor Kristen, a.k.a. Uh, Psalmist Voice, to give an update. You know, when we first started, I could say, yeah, here, you can just go here, family, and tune in, and you can do this and do that, but God has done so much in the ministry now to where I have to bring him in so he can give you all the plugs, the updates, the shows, and the different things. Um, you know, for the ministry, I, I'm, I'm just getting lost in the sauce here. It's just a whole lot, but I thank God for it. That's a good thing. That is a very good thing. So, Pastor Chris, if you're out there, you're available, you're on the line, sir, you have the floor to give all the applicable updates for TPV Ministries. You have the floor, sir. Yes, sir. What a phenomenal word. Back to back with Saturday Buffett starting it off, and then we got Brother Don with Pastor Gene Homer with complacency. Oh man, complacency! Oh my goodness, I, I'm not going to even co-sign on this because uh, uh, Sister Lorraine set me up the first time. Let me stop. I'm just playing. Love you, but I ain't trying to preach, so I'm just going to do my plugs and I'm going to be quiet. So, <laughs> so anywho. 
we want to thank all of you uh, that have voted uh, because the Simon's Voice Radio Network has been nominated in five categories for this year's The Spin Awards in Atlanta, Georgia. And for internet radio podcasting, that is an award show for us. Uh, so we appreciate the, uh, the the Spin Award Academy for selecting us, and that's just been God all by itself. Thank you all that have all voted thus far, but it's, the voting is not over till August 3rd, so please continue to vote. If you have email addresses, if you know Cousin Pookie that got an email address, tell everybody you know. If you got got 100 people in your family, just tell them to vote. Just saying. So all you would have to do is go to thestellarawards.com. That's it. You don't have to put slash vote or anything like that. Just go to thestellarawards.com, uh, and then you'll see the little vote thing on the website. Click that, and then you enter your email address, and then you'll see uh, myself. You'll see Pastor Christopher Newton on a category. You'll see the Summer's Voice Reloaded on a category. Yeah, yeah, go figure. Now, I've got to tell you that, Brother Don, Pastor yeah, the conversation you loaded was on a category. I, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But anyway, that's a whole, that's an offline conversation. Anywho, uh, uh, the the Sabas Voice Radio Network has also been nominated for Best Internet Radio uh, for 2020. Uh, we're also on the ballot for uh, Podcast of the Year as well. So, because we we podcast off of Block Talk Radio dot com, and we and we also broadcast on Live 365 our internet radio station, which is 24-7. So if you don't have the information for either of those, here you go. You can go to our website, which is the easiest. You can go to www.tpvradionetwork.com, or you can go right here, blocktalkradio.com forward slash TPV radio, or you can download Live 365, search the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Yes, it's a lot of words to type. But it's worth it. You get great programming. You get great word from God. You will be challenged, and your whole relationship with Christ will be reset. I'm just saying. So download the app. Bypass the subscription. Don't panic because it's going to come up because it's your, if you're new to downloading it, that they want to get a, a subscription from you, but you don't have to get it to get the app. So bypass it by hitting the X button on the upper left-hand side. Then you bypass it, type in the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Hit the heart button, and you can follow us uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anywhere from around the world, or you know, on your, all your mobile devices, smartphones, tablets, all that jazz. So when we're also on iTunes, if you dream about iTunes, we are on iTunes as well, Psalmist Voice Radio Network. So we are everywhere, family. You can look us up on our Facebook page. Uh, at TPV Radio, you can um, actually like the page. You can see all of the shows that come on live. Brother Don presents with Pastor G. Homer, uh, Saturday Perfect with uh, Sister Lorraine Brown, uh, the, the Grub, the Simon's Voice Reloaded, the Simon's Voice Presents, Cell uh, Life, uh, Dorothy Patterson, a reality coach, and we got a new one coming on uh, in just a, a, probably in less than a week called Motorbar Nation with Sandra Great. Wow. So that's going to be an interesting show, to say the least, but we'll keep you posted on Facebook. So I'm done with all the plugs, and tomorrow, sadly, 
uh, in observance for Father's Day, we will not have Cell Life broadcast or the Samus Voice um, Reloaded show. We will not have live broadcasting. Yeah, I know, but it's Father's Day. Just saying. And Pastor Gene gave us a big warm welcome, so we're going to celebrate Father's Day because we have fathers, fathers on the network, and it's only fitting for us to celebrate for, with our families because we celebrate family. We celebrate unity here at the Samus Voice Radio Network. We're not just personalities. We're not just numbers. We're family. So anyway, I, I'm running out of time. So thank you, Brother Don and Pastor Gene, for allowing me to, to do all the plugs. So back to you. Ah, amen, amen. Um, just so I get it clear, Thomas, uh, that was the Spin Awards, not the Stellar Awards, correct? Uh, yes, it's the Spin Awards. Yeah, we were we okay. were considered for the Stellar Awards uh, uh, earlier this year, uh, but this yeah. is for the Spin. Yeah, the Spin Awards is for uh, internet radio broadcasting, podcasting, radio personalities, people that spin um, records, things like that on regular radio stations. So it covers all of the um, uh, categories that the Stellars does to cover. Amen. Amen. Okay. I I thought I heard you say Stellar Awards. I just wanted to make sure that the family knew that it's the Spin Awards. So go out there and vote, family. We need you. We need you. We need you. Um, you know, and this has nothing to do with, with numbers or anything. We just want to show what God is doing and and how awesome he is in taking a, a little out the way, in the basement, backyard radio show and anointing it and bringing it up to where it is today. So God has done an awesome thing. Um, he's continuing to do some awesome things And we thank you family We thank you for tuning in to Brother Don Presents At TPB Ministries We love you And remember Raise up that standard Sin is sin Don't be afraid to call it We love you And we will see you next week God bless you Have a good week God bless you I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Searched all TPV Radio, Central Texas Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.